Let's go to Vegas. <laughs> right now. I have the whole week. <laughs> the intro i'm josh anderson i'm bob galen oh fast what's happening josh on the kazi front uh we are streaming every friday you're streaming your butt off i saw a little video snippet of you guys tr- of yeah. you i mean your head here's some feedback for you i'll give it kindly to you oh, good thank it's you. your head filled the lens oh yeah I, and i'm like that's wide angle was that wide angle yeah, the, the camera's crap. on the other end of the street really yeah it's crazy. holy you filled the screen babe <laughs> yeah it was like i was like uh, um, so that know. was very nice of Bob to share, but but it was it was cool. It was a snippet. It was a digestible chunk yeah. of the stream. I'm trying. Are you? I'm trying. So everyone, Bite-sized. how do they get Kazi? Kazi. Uh, well, you can go to Kazi.io, our website, or Twitch.tv/slash/Kazi underscore IO. Every Friday, where they're streaming. What time? 11 a.m. Eastern. 11 a.m. Eastern Friday. Be there or be square. Every once in a while, I show up, and the value proposition increases exponentially. Maybe not. Right. Yeah, I like to think it. Yeah, and I'm oh, humble as well. It does. And oh, it does. It's can, the best. Just my yeah. humility. Just it's the best. Reek into yeah. the room. Yes. Yeah. Other than that, uh, there's. We're out of conference season. We're just coming. In. It's in January. It's cold. Not so cold in North Carolina. Uh, but conference seasons are coming up. Uh, but I have no conferences to talk about. So why don't we just get on to the episode? Let's do it. Hey, on to the episode. Welcome to the Metacast. I'm Josh Anderson. I'm Bob Galen. Yes. So. Today, 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 uh, today, it, we're celebrating. We're now, celebrating. Now, our are official, we going to be nice to each other? Uh, no, we're never nice no, to each we're other. Not? No, okay. now, now, today is January twentieth. Yeah, uh, but our official anniversary mm-hmm. was January fourteenth. Yes, and that was our ten year anniversary. Yep, that is the tin, the tin, or aluminum slash aluminum anniversary. Mm-hmm. Right. So we have gifts for happy, each other. Happy anniversary, Josh. Same to you, yeah, Bob. Bob. Do we have gifts? You want to exchange we have gifts? gifts? Yeah, so we're going to exchange gifts right, here we're live. Gifts. Um, and we and we talked about having it have a little bit of flair. So i <laughs> i got I got Bob some some beer in aluminum cans uh, from Aviator, which is a a beer brewery in, in Fuquay in in the city where I live in. Fuquay, say it properly. properly I will. Right. And I wanted to get something that I thought really fit with Bob. And what is it? It's called wide open red because your mouth is always wide open. Oh, he's always. I'll take that in the spirit that it's given. <laughs> kindly, kindly, with kindness, <laughs> with kindness. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> and I didn't really. I just gave you. Uh, Ooh. Breakfast gave, stout. We had breakfast for dinner last night. So I gave you so founder oh, stout. Yeah, these are good. And they're wrapped. So bottles. They're wrapped in foil. <laughs> so I wrapped them in foil. So they're wrapped then, in foil. And then I have another six pack. And I just do want to let everybody know that the entire bottle is wrapped in foil. Is wrapped in foil. Absolutely. That like that's dedication. Yes. And then we have we have wait, wait, aluminum on. wrapped with aluminum. Wow. That's like next level. Well, I mean, I wanted to embrace the. I, Should I open this? You can open it. I don't, but they're they're not. They don't have meaning. So you're clearly not a founder. So don't let it go to your head. Uh, 
So founder, and That's you're BS, now you Bob. are stout. I have founded things. You are stout. I yes, unfortunately, I'm very stout. So let's emphasize the stout. <laughs> so less emphasis on the founder and more emphasis on the stout. I don't appreciate that. You are st- you are stout. No, if it was defensive, if you were a defensive yeah. player okay. and they said right, you are a stout member of yes. the defense, you would take that as a compliment. Yeah. Open it up. Oh. Open it up. I don't know what it I'm is. I'm trying to not put foil in everybody's ears. All right. Well, then don't. <laughs> I did robustly wrap it, Josh. I, I don't remember what the, I don't remember what it. I'm gonna pull one I wonder off. if it has any meaning. So is it another? What is this one? This is the uh, Appalachian Mountain Brewery Porter. High country legend. See? That sounds like me. See, so so founder yeah. and legend. And then what did I get? Big Mouth Bob. <laughs> don't, don't feel guilty. I, I don't. <laughs> Big Mouth Bob. My, All right. my, my wife thought it was hilarious. Happy anniversary. Same I'm to you. Sure she, I'm sure she would. She was like, that's fantastic. Yes, it is. Wide open. Wide well, open. I'll take that in like I'm wide open, open-minded, and I'm <laughs> I'm widely sort of there for others, right? I'm sure. wide open. In yes, my, you're like an open book. I'm like an open, yeah, I'll take it that way. I appreciate the So what's our topic? So happy anniversary, sir. Same to you. 10 years, baby. 10 years. Um, I won't call you baby. Let's go 10 years. Give me a babe. No, come on. Come on. 10 years, babe. Come on. Come on. Come on. It won't hurt you. Okay. Um, 10 years more. Yeah. What do you think? Are you yeah. up for it? Yeah. Are you up for it? <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. Like, I, was that some reference I didn't get? No, was it that no, you were just yelling? No, I was just yelling for the oh, moment. Okay. I was wide open. <laughs> See? Proof. It's it, it, it a proof for you. All right. What is our topic today? Kindness. No, no. What's our topic for today? Kindness. Kindness? How Kindness. does that apply? Kindness. That's what we're going to discuss, Bob. Okay. All right, I'm along for the ride. <laughs> you can't say you're along for the ride. This it was, was your my, idea. It was my idea. All right, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. So, so, so I was reading. Um, I have a blog post. I, I haven't posted it yet. Uh, it was on leaders being kind, mm-hmm. and I uh, borrowed the idea. Someone else had their list of ki- right leaders being. Here are our attributes. Mm-hmm of leaders being kind. And it really resonated. The topic resonated with me and not centric to leaders. And then I had my own, uh, I can even pull it up in a little bit to look at it. Um, but I thought it's still been running around my head, uh, like kindness at all levels. Mm -hmm. And I think it's appropriate for, you know, teams. I I thought we could explore like characteristics of kindness in application in agile teams in agile organizations. Uh, I'll start and kick one off to get the juices flowing. Sometimes we're in the South, mm-hmm. and there's this notion of niceness in the South. See, mm-hmm. if you don't have anything nice to say to someone, you don't say anything at all. And I think that's counter. That has leadership context, but also has team context. And I, I actually don't think that's the, sometimes I think the kindest thing that we could do to someone as a leader is give them the honest truth. Yeah. Not the brutal truth, not rip their hearts out. But so part of that, uh, bless your heart, is another expression, bless your heart in the South, is one of these euphemisms for, you know, like not giving someone just blowing sunshine at them Mm -hmm. instead of telling them the truth. And I don't think that does anyone a service. So one of the ideas is that one of the kindest things you can do is sit someone down, 
um, have a conversation with them. And if they need performance feedback or if they need a crucial conversation, you humanely, carefully, thoughtfully, but you give it to them. Mm-hmm. You don't blow smoke up their patoot and you don't blow sm- sunshine or you don't lie to them. You give them the honest truth. What do you think? I think that's a kind one. That's an example yeah. of what I mean by giving kindness. And it's interesting how there's a perception that that's not kind or not friendly because I've had the joy slash luxury of hiring people multiple times. And every time I hire somebody that I've hired before, somebody will say to me, well, can you really be honest with them? Like, are you really going to be the same boss you are with me as you are with them? And I said, actually, I feel a greater responsibility to be honest with them because I'm friendly with them. And I don't want them to, at some later date, realize you're a jerk. Like, you pulled punches. You you weren't honest with me. I feel a weight to be more honest, more kind and sharing feedback with them because of the relationship that already exists. Now, over time, I've, I build that with each person, but it is a thing where like, I, I, I have this desire to do the right thing. And even more when it's someone that I expect to know, like for the next 20 or 30 years, because they're my friend. Right. So that's, it's weird. It's this counterintuitive thing that, the industry has of, Oh, you can't be honest with them because you know them or they're your friend or they're whatever. I think back to, I, and I've talked about this on the Medicast with Ralph, uh, Ralph Kasuba. Mm-hmm. I've, I mean, we're, one, we're friends mm-hmm. Two, I respect him to freaking death, right? Mm-hmm. As a colleague. So we're colleagues and I respect the hell out of him. Um, I, I figure I owe him honesty and truth. Yeah. Right not to break his heart or anything like that. And I've given that and, and that relationship, he's taken that as constructive feedback and he's digested it. That doesn't mean he's operated on everything I've said, which is fine, mm-hmm. but absolutely. I, and, I, I think, I, I, th- I think it's counter to that idea, right? If, if you really, if you really are front, you're, you're giving that feedback, right. you have the courage to do and that. And I do believe that that feedback is received more effectively when it's delivered with kindness, with clear intent that I believe this is the best thing I can do for you. Because it it, it is not kind to take the easy way out, to, to say, hey, I'm not going to actually tell you what you need to hear. I'm going to tell you what you want to hear. Like, that's right. not, right. that doesn't help anybody. Right. And in fact, you're like, you're being unkind in that moment because you are enabling that person to continue to struggle with the thing that they're struggling with instead right. of doing the job of helping them improve in the ways I'm sure they want to improve. They're struggling to find a way to improve. So you have this responsibility to help them. And when you opt out of doing that, that's one of the most unkind things you can do. Right. But it's, it's almost counterintuitive or you flip it around. Kim, Kim Scott in um, radical candor and you're, you're exploring it. Uh, She talks about caring, Mm -hmm. right? Like there's the, there's the dimension of caring for someone and you, 
if you care a lot for someone, then you'll go into radical candor. Mm-hmm. If you care, if you're not caring, so if you're just, you know, you don't give, you don't care for someone, well, then it's, I forget what she calls it, but it's not radical candor. It, radical candor comes from a place of, I'm giving you this feedback because I care. Mm-hmm. And the, and the receiver knows that you care. Right. right. And that, that enables the sort of the, that's the avenue that it, it opens up the, the door for that. Let me read this. It's Kristen. It's real quick. It's quick. Kristen Hernandez wrote this on LinkedIn and it was a pulse. It's kind leaders. And we will get this, this post. Uh, when I get it up, we'll get it on to, uh, the, the, the website. She said, uh, the following list for leaders. A person can be kind and still be pragmatic. A person can be kind and still earn respect. A person can be kind and still be okay with not pleasing everyone. A person can be kind and still be credible. A person can be kind and still have deeply candid discussions. A person can be kind and still be committed to company goals. A person can be kind and still make difficult decisions. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it, it just reminded me of, you know, sometimes we think some of those things aren't, aren't aligned with caring and passion, um, and support of people. And, uh, and then I created my own little list. But what do you, any reactions to what she said? I'm trying to figure out why that isn't the norm or the expected thing. And is it because there so many people have been exposed to poor leaders that do all the things on the second half of each sentence, but they don't do it with care. So it's perceived that you can only do those things if you don't care. Because, I don't know. Like yeah. it doesn't make sense to me. Like I'm like, yeah, that, yep. That makes sense. Yep. That makes sense. Yep. That makes sense. But there's this human or this natural reaction that the, that we have for some reason that like you can't do those things on the left if you're doing the things on the right. When in reality, we're 100% true. Well, it's nice, right? There's this notion of what is nice. Uh, I bring back the, the Southern stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, um, uh, in, in Kim, in her video, she talked about, I mean, you were taught if you have as a kid, most, folks as children were taught if you have nothing good to say about someone say nothing at all or your mom probably taught you that right don't be nice to people Mm -hmm. and then we have this perception oh this isn't nice being authentic isn't necessarily nice giving someone crucial feedback isn't necessarily nice so don't do it i i guess i'm thinking about it starts in in maybe in school it starts with our families it starts very young uh, we're starting to get wired in right. a different way. Um, it starts with uh, like feedback when you got report cards. Mm-hmm. An F was bad. That was not a nice conversation. And an A was good, right? So if you're performing well, right, good performance, A's, we can have those conversations. I get rewarded for mm-hmm. that. Uh, so the way our teachers graded us, the way folks looked at, you know, evaluated performance. When you were on the football team, if you – executed a block properly it was good if you mm-hmm. executed it poorly it was bad i'm i'm just wondering if it's the way we're wired yeah the the things that drove me to view all those statements as natural was that i found throughout my mostly athletic career that i just didn't respond well when people weren't kind and i had some exceptional coaches that were thoughtful and kind still hard and expected a lot from me. And so the bar was very high, but it would be a discussion. It wouldn't be, 
you know, like I've had well, things thrown at me. Well, you took it as right? nice. You took harsh feedback as nice because it was given. Yeah. Well, I, I remember a few weeks ago or a week ago, you on LinkedIn or Twitter, there was a weight coach. Or some, was it a weight coach? Mickey Marotti. Yeah. Yeah. He's the and, best. And you remembered him. Yeah. And was he your coach at Sincere? You knew of him or yeah, something? Yeah, no. He was a strength coach there when I was there. He was a strength coach yeah. there when you were there. Well, I mean, yeah. you, you're you're not two years removed from college. So <laughs> you, you so clearly he made yeah. it. He, he, you remembered him and very thought it came across. Yeah. It, was a, it wasn't a huge comment, but it was, he still, he made an impression on you. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there were some sessions where they were really hard like workouts that he was not nice to you all the time. Nice in the way yeah. that folks might. But, but the, but what's interesting is that you, you brought up how I received it. And I had teammates that heard the same thing I heard, but received it differently. Yeah. And they were unable to handle constructive criticism. Yep. And I'm a firm believer that one of the things that kept me on the field was my ability to process constructive criticism, receive it, and do something about it instead of taking it personally. Right. Because I knew this person wasn't attacking me. But there were many of my teammates that heard the same words, but it became a personal attack. And right. how can you say that to me? And it was like, it's not. Like, that's not what it's no. about. And these guys were all more athletic than me, bigger, faster, stronger. But they weren't able to receive the coaching that I was and do something with what it. What was the ultimate kindness? So there was two sides to it. It was that kindness given it to you. You knew where it was, you knew mm-hmm. what the intention, but then you could apply it. You could process it. Not everyone can apl- apply right. to process it. So here's some responses. So I was inspired by her. Mm-hmm. And then here's some, here's some kindnesses that I came up from. So her context was more general leadership. And I was like, ah, agile, agile, agile. So here's just a quick list. This is my corollary list. So share the kindness of inviting your teams into agility. Share the kindness of creating safety. Share the kindness of walking your talk. Share the kindness of being transparent. Share the kindness of having crucial conversations. Share the kindness of trusting your teams. Share the kindness of creating an aligned leadership team. Share the kindness of communicating goals via storytelling. Share the kindness of self-learning and self-care. So sh- share the kindness with yourself, too. Mm-hmm. Share the kindness of showing vulnerability. And then share the kindness of modeling the behavior you wish for the organization and culture. So there were some of my reciprocal kindnesses and thinking of them. That, mm-hmm. and, and again, kindness is that positive trigger. I mean, how can we not be kind, right? We right. want to be kind. So any reactions to anything I said there? Yeah, I think one of the things that I've been pushing for a lot lately is that doesn't happen enough, unfortunately, is assuming positive intent. And I have this discussion with a lot of people all, just over and over that that person, they have no desire to rain on your parade. Like that's not, maybe that's what those words felt like. But I assure you that person didn't come in here and say, you know what? I want to be a total jerk to Bob. Like I'm going to ruin Bob's day. To, like I get excited about ruining Bob's day. I would bet money that they are saying that they, they intend it to be received well. Maybe they didn't deliver it well, right. which is part of the problem. Right. But you've got to assume that person was trying to help. Right. You can't assume that person's there to ruin your year. Well, that's part of how you, that, that receiving yeah. that constructive feedback is positive intent, I think, is a part of that, right? Mm-hmm. No matter what, if they're yelling or, it, can, it goes back to Kim's point, right? That they care. Right. 
right? There's this positive connection. I mean, they're giving it to you for you. They're not doing it to you. They're giving it to you. They're giving you a gift or they're trying. That's their intent. Of yeah. It. I, one of the things I tell my kids who are going through learning the life of sports right now and coaches that yell and give them a lot of constructive criticism. And I tell them when a coach stops yelling, stops trying to coach you, they believe you, you've, you've peaked. They don't believe you can get any better. So they're not right. going to spend the time and effort and energy right. to try and coach you up because you're as good as you're going to get. So that's a wonderful way to twist it around. Maybe in the kindness episode, like kindness, I mean, we talk about lack thereof or something like that. There's, there, It's a perception difference, too, mm-hmm. like you're talking about. Like it's a gift that they're giving to you. Either they peak. Like I'll continue – and you've you've seen this in the Medicast. Sometimes I, I berate things, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll over, I'll amplify things. I'll talk about the same thing over. You've clearly known that. Yeah. But but maybe look through that and say, but he's doing it because he cares, mm-hmm. and that is the underlying. Right. Right. I'm not. I'm. I'm. And I'm a little bit dogged, so I'm doing it because I'm dogged, and I'm. But I care. Mm-hmm. Again, that's the underlying thing. So maybe that's see the underlying, see the underlying intent, the intention. Assume positive intent to your point. What else on kindness? How do we, maybe the counterpoint to, what would be unkind? What would be some unkind? Maybe we, maybe that would be an interesting thing to twist it around. I I really do think unkind is relatively rare. I believe that many things that are intended to be kind are received in an unkind manner and nobody has the discussion to go and figure out why. So that's why in those moments we talked about somebody coming in to ruin Bob's day you might receive it as Josh is being a jerk, but in reality, I was trying to be kind. I did a terrible job of it, but in reality, what should happen, but doesn't happen is you coming back to me and say, Hey, like, what did you mean? I don't understand. Like, I didn't hear, like, what, here's what I heard. I don't think that's what you really meant, but here's what I heard. Right. And that's the conversation that doesn't happen enough where there's, where assuming the positive doesn't happen. So it's, Oh, well, Josh is a jerk and I just don't like that guy anymore. Right. But in reality, a conversation crucial could have been had that would have cleared so the maybe air and really what's understanding what's why. truly unkind is not engaging in a crucial conversation. Yeah. So I'm triggering off of what you just said. So that to me, so it's not, I could perceive it to be the crucial conversation is unkind. No, actually what's unkind right. is assuming ill intent and not having the courage to challenge Josh and figure out what, what was actually going on. Right. That's truly unkind. Yeah. agree. Yep. Right. What would be another unkind thing as a leader, for example, being, I going back to what I, you know, not trusting your team, like total distrust. Uh, what's unkind is, is constantly asking, not acting in curiosity, but literally sort of looking for micro checks Maybe even being insidious, maybe trying to pretend that you're not, but you're trying to probe for what are you doing? How long did it take? Is it going to line up? Are you doing your job? Are you doing your job? That would be incredibly unkind. One of the things that that frustrates me the most, and it falls under the trust umbrella, is that when leaders don't think a team can handle some information of, oh, they can't, they can't handle that. They can't. I can. Yeah. I can, but they can't, right? They don't. When in reality, what you're saying is, I am not good enough to give them the context to understand why. Like, that's really. That's incredibly unkind. Yeah. Right. I just, an assumption of, oh, 
they can't like there have been times where I've been on coaching staffs and and I've said, Hey, I think we could do this. Like, oh no, no, they can't do that. Like maybe that worked in college, but here these these high school kids, they can't do that. I'm like, have you even tried? Like, have you even like tried doing this? Because I, I bet money they can. So but the same thing, it's just an assumption of, oh, this person or this group of people isn't isn't good enough to be able to handle that info. They'll, or or, for, just, or forget the info. Yes. Yeah. And to handle the job I've given them. Yeah. So I was just talking to some leaders the, a few weeks ago, uh, and I ran a cow class, and this came up. And the leaders were like, well, they, they're just unskilled. How do I get them to do the work the way I want them to do? The, the, because I'm, right. the, yeah. I'm the final arbiter of what good looks like. Mm-hmm. How do I get them to read my mind and do that? And I'm like, I, I twisted around them. I'm like, I, I actually don't think they're the problem. I right. think you are the problem. Yep. You have a perception issue with your team. Why don't you stop assuming? So I think it's, inc- I think it was incredibly unkind of them to assume that the team would always flounder their teams. Mm-hmm. They hire, you know, you hired these people. They're always going to flounder. They're always going to make bad decisions. They're always going to do poor work. They're always going to be lazy or whatever. I'm like, how can you, right, of course, like, empower yeah. them? Well, and to play off that, I think the the most, and it falls in with everything we're saying right now, but the most unkind thing a leader can do is not look at what should I be doing? How can I help the team? Right? Because that's, that's, that's the leader pointing, oh, they aren't good enough, as opposed to what you and I just said of what what have I not done to provide them everything they need to succeed? So so the look inside yourself, yeah. that's what I was trying to do. And, and I, I said it, I met with them again, and I've said it, and I, I think I'm sort of chipping away at that facade a little bit in, the, in challenging it, but they still feel that way. I can hear it in the conversations right. that they're having. But they really, it's like you got to look inside yourself. And in fact, in the last discussion we had, I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, I was like, you're the problem. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, you don't have to buy what I'm saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. Your teams are not your problem. Right. You, you, you're treating them that way, which is incredibly unkind. You're mm-hmm. probably, you are, you are neutralizing their empowerment. If you flip that around, you are the problem. I think in general, the teams 90% of the time will respond, right? So that's inc- that's incredibly myopic and mm-hmm. incredibly unkind. What else? Any other unkindness? Just try to get the boundaries of kindness versus whatnot. What drive? What inspires the kindness? What what what's in the heart of people for kindness? What is there a stance? I don't have any answer here, but is there like something? Can, what what can we do to increase the kindness, or inspire ourselves, or to give it, or to be kind? What do we have to do to be kind? What are the attributes of that? So. I think there's two things. One, I think it's just naturally in there. And a huge part of letting it out is just trusting that it's okay to be kind and not that I have to be this rough, gruff person to be a leader. There's all these depictions of leaders that aren't kind in our world, in media, wherever, right? Or just the complaining that people have. So give me sports. I'm, I like where you're going with this, and don't lose the second one. Mm-hmm. But in sports, coaches, mm-hmm. there are unkind coaches, right? Yeah. I'll pick on Belichick. I like, I'm enamored with him as a coach, but he's not a very kind. At least his perception isn't kind. Shashevsky mm-hmm. doesn't strike me as being a kind coach. I mean, he was kind with Valvano. I think they are. Right. I think that there's there's um but, but the, sports there's what, some hard ass sports coaches yeah. is that 
Is that a is, yeah? There, without a doubt, there is, and it's and that's where I said that that's one of those things that drove me to lead the way I lead is because of how I responded to the set of coaches that opened my eyes. Because again, what I grew up with was like, think back to when I was like Woody Hayes and all those really hard nosed coaches that would like punch their players and all these ridiculous things. So I just grew up like, well, I guess that's what they do. And then as I advanced in my playing career, I advanced in higher quality coaches. Right. So it turned out that the lower quality coaches they kind of ruled with fear. The higher quality coaches, some of the ones that I had in college that turned out to be NFL head coaches that won Super Bowls, right. they were insanely kind. Right. And it turned out that they were more effective because they they were able to communicate the information more effectively of, hey, here's the thing that we need you to do. Here's how you can do it better. So bring Here's that to so the, bring that to work then. There's a corollary of there's a lot of managers, leaders who are following jerk leaders and don't follow that. Right. So don't don't be swayed. You don't have to be. You that. don't have yeah, to be. You those, can be your own leader. You can be your own leader, right. which is what you're talking about. Yeah. And 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 then find a mentor who aligns with you and gives you that positive energy, maybe mm-hmm. to amplify or as a role model. But don't Jack Welsh struck me the GE guy. There's, I mean, there's oodles and oodles of leaders. Even even Bezos, right? The uh, Amazon guy, you know, I've heard is, you know, is not kind in hours, hours expectations, work life balance, and things like that. Right? They're successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing might be don't misconstrue. Woody Hayes was successful, mm-hmm. but he was sort of a jerk. He was yeah. successful in spite. It doesn't mean that that style is a successful style. Yeah. And it's not sustainable. Right. Well, and to me, that's the biggest thing is, is, and it's, and it's easier in college football because it's this, it's this treadmill of players. Right. Right. So you, right. so you just wear them out and throw them out. And there's a, right. there's a new set that comes in. You don't have like scalability isn't a thing. You just have to get the players in the door and then you beat them up and they're gone. Right. But in your business, people might be there 10, 15, and you'll be more successful if people there are long term growing with your company. Yep. Um, so that, so how, how sustainable is it? How sustainable is growing a business from five people to 500 and instilling that culture and making it a place where people want to work. So be, so be comfortable, be your own leader or be your own, uh, you know, individual and lead with kindness. You had a second thing. Was there a second thing? I I probably, you said there was two. Yeah, it was gone. It it is gone. gone. I I was afraid I was, that's all right. I was going to do that. How do how do we measure this? And again, I'm just trying to instigate the conversation. How do we know when we're being kind? Is it is it self evident? Like how do we it, measurement is the wrong way, but like when we're trending in the right direction, what would be some indicators that we're we're extending? And I like that notion of extending kindness, right? Yeah. We're extending it out. We're giving it. We're extending kindness. How do we know when we're effectively extending kindness? What I've found, and this is just with my experience, is that. Uh, when the organization grows organically, people want to work in a place. People recruit high quality peers, and those and and that grows in it. So, to me, successful scale. Like, yes, you can scale being a jerk, but one of the things I've really enjoyed was sitting back and watching an organization become an organization on its own and having a life of its own, a good healthy one where 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 kindness was evident 
Um, it's it's hard to really put a put a measurement. Maybe on it is. Maybe it cascades though. Maybe as we sit back, you see like random. What is that phrase? There's like random acts of kindness happen mm-hmm. at all levels of yeah. the organization or something. So maybe one of the key measures is as an instigator. That's this is from a leadership lens. But as a leader, if we're being kind, we should see ca- like kindness yeah. cascading in right. the organization. Right? Yes. Like That's what I was trying act, to say. <laughs> random acts of kindness yeah. appropriately. Mm-hmm. Random acts of kindness are happening. And it's just seeping into the organization. Right. We've created this space. And, for, yeah. And it becomes the culture of this is who we are. This is who we it's are. It's not forced and it happens naturally. And, and that, that builds a great environment to work in. I mean, it's another Another contrast is I, I did a blog post a while back on, and this has been out there, the no asshole rule. Like, like, so, you know, kind individuals versus assholes, mm-hmm. shared individuals. I'm, I care about other people and myself and the business, or I just care about myself, mm-hmm. right? I just, I, I'm an ass about, about mm-hmm. doing it. That's sort of what we're trying. That would be the, the antithesis of what we're talking about. And, and, and the kindest thing you can do for your organization is to eject that person. Absolutely. That would actually be a kind action for that person. Yeah. Is, is almost immediately sit them down, put your armor, you know, you are the biggest, you are a fine model of an asshole. And, and I really <laughs> appreciate your assholeness, but we are not yeah. an asshole organization and we're going to eject you. Right. But not do it out of militia. I'm giving you feedback. Yeah. You are, you are all shades of an ass. Right. And that's wonderful. Right. Have a nice day. Have yeah. a nice life. Right. Be 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 kind to them. Uh, did we beat this up or anything else around? I feel like we kindness kindly beat it up. I mean, I want to encourage tap. Metacaster's listeners. I it's it's soft. It's squishy. It's like a little koala bear, like a stuffed. But it, I don't think it is. Yeah, I don't think it. It's just everything that you were taught to do. Now that part we talked about of you don't. You know, you can't say something not nice and don't yeah. say anything at all, right? But it's it's in there. You know what to do. You just can't be afraid to do it. You've got to trust yourself. To, don't be afraid to be kind to people. Yeah. Um, to express gratitude. To say, to receive. One thing we didn't talk about is being effective at receiving. And you, you did. You mm-hmm. lightly talked about it. So it's not just giving it. Josh's coach gave it to him. But damn it, he was a good receiver of it. Right. So don't piss on the kindness. Don't ignore it. So well, that the, goes back to assuming positive intent. Yeah. So that was like a really important thing, yeah. thing we woven into this Metacast is be a good receiver. So be a giver and also take it. It's a receiver as well and balance it across the organization. I think both sides really count a lot. Mm-hmm. So from beautiful downtown Cary, North Carolina, I kindly say goodbye to you all. This is Bob Galen. And this is Josh Anderson. Shake and bake. Take care kindly, y'all. <laughs> Why did you? I know. <laughs>